Hello everyone and thank you for the download. It's around Thursday, February 1st and this is episode 70 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassi and today I'm joined by, I'm joined by my, I'm joined by Skipper Ben. What's up, Ben? Uh, not much. I uh, just wanted to pass along a note uh, that I just got. The, I, I want to let every, all the listeners know that the prayer requests are going well. Uh, Josh's elephant Titus is starting to subside. Um, <laughs> he can wear jeans again. Uh, but he appreciates it and if we can continue it up for a few more weeks uh he thinks he'll be back up on his feet but he he does feel the energy he feels the the prayers and uh he loves all of you uh that was better than my joke uh salt masaki how's it going josh holy Uh, shit the rumors (laughs) of my ball swelling are greatly exaggerated (laughs) greatly no no there it was there slightly exaggerated (laughs) (laughs) he is he is uh, I think, what were you doing uh, last time? You were leaving flowers at Kenny Rogers' gravesite? I don't remember what you were doing. <laughs> I, I think that I am sort of a curse to country music because, you know, I made that yes, joke about Dolly and yeah. Kenny and he died. And then uh, I go to Dollywood and it floods like two days after we leave. <laughs> you, went to, you went to Dollywood? That's, yeah. This is news to us. I, huh. I assume that, like, we Ben and I were supposed to go and we just missed it. So, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sure that you invited huh. us. And I don't know that far from it. That's crazy. I didn't M- must mean have got to, lost in the mail, my bad. I didn't mean to, to snub you like that. I you Check your sorry. spam folder. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Asshole. Damn. Uh, it's true. Well, just, so, just so Josh knows, Tim and I planned a uh, Disneyland trip for this summer. And we intentionally did not ask you to go. So, yep. who does Disney anymore? I'm I'm, I'm all Universal now. <laughs> Have you ever when, been when, to Universal Park, Josh? When's the last time you got a new gate? <laughs> yes, I've ever been to Universal Park. Just <laughs> let anyone on these podcasts. He's you know. super excited for the Universal Kids Resort. <laughs> that seems to be right up your alley. So <laughs> now our listeners haven't ever toured a park with Josh. Ben, I don't think you you haven't toured a park with Josh either. Josh uh, has no, a tendency no. to like just disappear and go do the least relevant thing in the park. Uh, case in point, Tim, show your work. Okay. So we were <laughs> we were at like food and wine or something. And it was uh, Gary, Marie, Josh, myself. And I went and eat food and drink wine. Very <laughs> no, irrelevant. You, you, you <laughs> we were at a booth and you just disappeared for an hour. And we asked you what you did and you went to go ride Figment. Why it took you an hour, I have no idea. But <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I'll see if it was still bad. <laughs> I, I will say I have virtually been on a ride with Josh and it's my favorite thing I've ever done with my MetaQuest goggles. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Gary Hall shot a video of the, the earthquake ride at Gatlinburg. Uh, just a little tourist trap deal, and and I had my MetaQuest three on. I was uh, watching some W. Oh, I, I one of the videos that called up at one of the roller coasters at Dollywood. So I was like, I'll watch this. And then the next one called up this little earthquake deal. So I started playing it. And at the first of the video, if you look down, you can see Gary holding the camera up. So it's always a fun little thing to, to to notice Gary's there. But he's the only one that I saw. And you load on the ride. We're starting to ride it. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And all of a sudden, in the back, I hear like this, what is this crap from a very distinct voice? <laughs> it's something along the lines of that. And so I turn my head around, and there's Josh two rows behind me. <laughs> it was I, I have not laughed as hard as I have, one, riding this ridiculous ride, but – it and literally felt life. like, oh yeah, yeah. But it felt like I was sitting, on, I was on my couch riding a ride with Gary and Josh, and I was just delighted for about five minutes. It, it was so much fun. Way do you do it with uh, with the Apple version? It's going to be even better. 
<laughs> it'll be very proprietary and locked in and just plain awesome. <laughs> and it'll be 6,000 times the price yeah, of one day yeah. ticket to that park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, that ride was shockingly expensive. I don't, I don't remember what, what it was. <laughs> it would be I mean, cheaper to pay for a week-long vacation there than to purchase the apparatus where you can watch it virtually. Well, the, the thing is, when Gary wants to go on a ride with you, it's sort of like a make-a-wish moment. Like, you're like, I'm seeing this guy's cholesterol. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Just kidding, Gary. You're going to live forever. <laughs> the uh, the gorilla anim- uh, animatronic on that was amazing, though, I will say. We're being liberal with the term animatronic, aren't we? <laughs> Very. <laughs> it, it moves less than the Yeti, and it is not broken. That in was Steve odd, in a costume. <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, though, after watching the video, I absolutely want to ride that when we eventually get up there and, and go for a visit. So uh, the the micro wrestling that y'all missed out on was the other disappointing uh, thing I heard about your trip. I can't believe you passed up going to micro wrestling. What's funny is that somebody was talking to us, uh, Heather and I, about micro wrestling, the the reality show, and then we went yeah. there, and we were like yeah. there, like I'm pretty sure they were at the table <laughs> next to us. That 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 is absolutely them, uh, and they're actually oddly pretty damn good. Uh, no, that's but, good because hey. I don't have a good attention span, so a short show is like right up my alley. Sir, sir, Can you really sir, call it a short sir, show? Is that really sir? Sir, <laughs> it's, it's called a pun. <laughs> so how was Dollywood? That's good, you know. So, what's on the agenda for now? <laughs> no, Dollywood is a beautiful park. We had a we had a pretty awesome time. Um, one of the highlights for me was riding a ride with Max daughter with Gary's GoPro strapped to her wrist and having the ride attendant shout over the loudspeaker that she's not allowed to have it. And then her chucking it into my hands like it was a Narcos episode and it was a feel of cocaine. <laughs> I did see that video. It does cut off at that point, so that's that's funny. <laughs> Gary left the attendant getting on to her in the video. <laughs> the look of just sheer terror on her face was adorable. And this, you got to appreciate, like, everyone should just go watch this video. And Gary won't be mad that I'm plugging his channel, I'm sure. But, like, she's this, like, sweetest most adorable little thing you could imagine. And yeah, just Max's kids are way too polite. We're going to have to corrupt them. <laughs> He's got some pretty good kids. I'll give him that. My dad's been called out on uh, Jurassic Park River Adventure like four times now. And I think and he does it every time um, from this point. I, I honestly think he forgets that he can't do it, but I just wait for the attendant. You Usually uh, uh, before before you go into the uh, raptor pit zone where the attendant gets on, please put your cameras away. You cannot film on this attraction. It's it's uh, it's almost not natural if I don't hear that at least once while riding with my dad. <laughs> I now. think it's part of the actual yeah. of the yeah. ride. <laughs> I feel like at some point the uh, you know the announcements are more intrusive than the actual filming yeah, is by yeah. a pretty large degree. So I'm not really sure what they're going for there. Like it's not like they're batting a thousand and you can't find a million of these videos online. So it's not like you're really obscuring the surprise from anybody. But well, and it's all because of the IP as well. And again, it's not like you know there's a million Jurassic Park videos on TikTok, YouTube, whatever already. They're not really. Uh, Universal or whoever owns the IP is not really enforcing the uh, the the, res- yeah. the restrictions from it, so uh, you might as well just let them video the ride. Yeah, I will say point. before cell phones had the like smartphones had the market penetration that they have now, that 
on <coughs> Disney rides, especially dark rides, people with cameras and cameras with a flash that didn't know how to use them was such an obnoxious thing. I didn't mind the voiceover that would yell at it. And now you don't see it anywhere near as much. You'll see people yeah. occasionally not know how to turn their flashlight off, but the yeah, no, in the last 10 years, like get, yeah. every moron redneck has become like J.J. Abrams in the last yeah. 10 years, is my experience. <laughs> but I, I agree. Like, Sorry, I don't really care if you film it. Turn the fucking flash <laughs> uh, You know, the light is obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. All right. And that's so why uh, that's why people cut, tune into the show to hear us bitching about 10-year-old <laughs> Disney problems. <Yeah. laughs> were, were there any new rides uh, the, on this visit from Dollywood? So yeah, the answer to that is yes. There was one new roller coaster, which they, they bill as a family coaster. I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I can't. It looks incredibly long. Like, I actually wished I could have ride it. I only saw it from their train ride, which they have an incredible, like, legit steam train there that burns coal. And you know, because it spits, like, burning hot cinders into you. So that's all part of the experience, which I appreciate. <laughs> it's not like Six Flags where it runs on, like, diesel. Um, but unfortunately, what I consider to be the best coaster in the park, which is Lightning Rod, is not operational this season because they're taking the the limb lift out and replacing it with a chain lift, which that's uh, – I, I suppose I sh- it had tremendous reliability problems. I mean, anyone who's ever ridden that's it. that's got to be it. Yeah. Everyone who's ridden it will tell you two things. It was an incredible ride, and you were lucky if you got to go on it because it had so much downtime. So they're definitely going to make it. I think this will definitely resolve the reliability issues, but I don't know what the impact to the ride experience is going to be. Is that be, what they're doing on Rock and Roller Coaster? They're replacing the launch with a uh, with a chain launch. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to really crank that chain up. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dollywood. The, the one thing you got to say about Dollywood is that they. I think I've said this before, but I'll, I'll say it again. It, it's such a beautiful use of the natural terrain. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the rock work that Disney has done and now that Universal does as well. But, you know, it, it is impressive from an engineering and craftsmanship standpoint to build the sort of, you know, scenes in a swamp. I, I appreciate that. But it's it's also pretty nice to see a sort of, uh, you know, appreciating a beautiful piece of land and treating it with respect and high and kind of showcasing and framing its beauty. And, and Dollywood does an incredibly good job of that. It's a stunningly gorgeous park. Was it easy to book your trip? Like were the park reservations easy? Did you get your money's <laughs> worth on was, was part and plus worth the $30 a day to jump the <laughs> lines? How, how did all that go? Did you put part and plus in your show notes? <laughs> 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 One of the best experiences I've ever had on <laughs> vacation, if I do say so myself. Do you um, have solid so- memories from that trip? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> They're not trying to milk you out of all of your money, which I appreciate. You know. <laughs> Boobs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait. Come on. Be subtle. Come on. You're better show than title. that. Show <laughs> title. Whack a tail. You're better than that. The, the one thing that I thought was pretty cool about the, the ticket buying experience is my wife and I showed up without any tickets, any reservations, anything at all. We had hotel reservations, but nothing for the park. They didn't we, laugh at you? We walked up 30 <laughs> minutes before opening to a touch screen, swiped my credit card, had two tickets for the exact prices we expect them to be, which was not obnoxious, and walked right in. It was just absolutely painless. And it's what Disney used to be. I mean, Disney has innovated themselves into being the most 
<laughs> painful place to vacation. And uh, Dollywood was just like, yeah, we're going to outdo you by not doing all of the stupid shit that you're doing constantly. Are there 60 different answers to the question, what is the price of a one-day ticket? There's not. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a beautiful – it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Now, it's just – it's almost like going into a time machine and doing the thing that I think all of us – kind of 80s, 90s Disney's fans want. It's just, can we go back to when it was just fun and relaxing? And that's what it is. And i got to be honest with you, I, it, going to a place like that doesn't make me think that my opinions about Disney are wrong. The simplification, the ease of use is a tremendous guest satisfier that I think has been, I mean, it's no secret. It's been lacking in Disney for 15 to 20 years. Yep. There's, no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I was actually – I had a client in my office today because I mentioned that we were going to Disneyland over the summer and he was trying to warn me about it, like ignorant of my Disney fandom, <laughs> about how complex it is. Like, oh, I'm well aware. I'm, I'm well aware of how ridiculous it is and kind of went into some of the detail with him as well. But um, any you other takeaways? You should have asked him to tell you more. And just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, feed me in. With it. What do you got? What do you got? What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> Any other noteworthy things of the trip that we weren't invited on, Josh? <laughs> yeah. So, an interesting thing about Gatlinburg is it's very much a kitschy tourist trap sort of place. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Ben hit on that with the with the earthquake ride, and there's I don't think you can couch it any differently than Ben did. It's 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 a cash grab sort of thing, but it's funny when they when they're honest about it. It seems less <laughs> offensive. When they own to it. Me. Yeah, it's like they kind yeah. of lean into what it is, yeah. and, I, and I, I appreciate that. The hotel that we stayed at is a place called The Wayback, and it's clearly a hotel that was built in the 50s. And Marriott bought it, and they put a ton of money into it. And it's now just kind of a – they didn't try and make it look like it's brand new. They kind of went with a mid-century modern kind of look, but they renovated everything and updated everything. It's you know immaculately clean. Um, they leaned into the architecture that they had and it was just, and it was $80 a night. And honestly, from an aesthetic point of view, I don't want to oversell this, but it, it had some kind of contemporary vibes to it. Okay. Uh, you know, that sort of mid-century modern look they Did had. Did you have a, like missing, Mrs. Incredible stickers? I was going to say, there's the a Pixar all over the place. Oh, cool. I guess I screwed up in my explanation. There. It's like what the contemporary <laughs> used to be. Ah. Um, ah. <laughs> my bad. But, but like the food there was, again, I'm, I, I think I'm probably overselling a little bit, but it was phenomenally good. You know, I almost said world class. That might be stretching it, but like. <laughs> chef-made food. This is not a cook heating something up. This is a, a dish. Everything we had there was clearly prepared by someone who knew what they were doing and cared. The service so like was Pinocchio incredible. Pinocchio Village House level quality? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's I'm not trying cases. to paint a word picture. You tell, you tell us to paint word pictures, Josh. I need a comparison here. It's like if Gordon Ramsay met Ripley. <laughs> I guess it's the best, <laughs> the best uh, fusion example I can give you. The one ex the one thing that was a problem is that apparently the they didn't think about guest accessibility necessarily because Gary had some issues with the shower there. Okay. But to give you an idea of how they Gary showers, he That's does shower. He's actually he's sh spotlessly actually, clean. He is OCD, so that. Yeah. <laughs> but just to give you an example of how well this place His is run. This is – what do you think their solution well, – I, mean, I won't even make you guess because you'd never guess this. They were already checked into their room and the shower was not really appropriate for Gary's needs. So, 
they gave him another room. Not not as in you need to move your stuff into this room. They let them keep the room they had and gave them an additional room to use for showering, which we just use as our party hub. <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, it just, it, it, it's funny how easy it is to see when people are actually trying to do everything they can to make your experience better instead of just trying to hit their numbers or make their boss happy. And it just sort of resonated with me at every step of the way that the people here were trying to, they recognized that we were on vacation and they wanted to make our time there. Awesome. And the result of that was not surprisingly that our time there was awesome. And it was just, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. We left there refreshed and full of memories it was just it was everything i could have memories. possibly hoped that it was <laughs> sounds like, no, sounds that, like an, that's better <laughs> sounds like an awesome trip we weren't invited on yeah i appreciate yeah. that well uh, I, can, I, d- I can't risk you guys ruining it <laughs> i do find it interesting that you guys considered or made the room that gary gets naked in your party central so uh <laughs> Well, that we actually all naked. I don't. I don't want you to think this is. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of egalitarianism on our trip. <laughs> Look that one up. That was word of the day on my calendar. Is that your toilet paper? I think it has something to do with eagles. I'm not sure. <laughs> so Ben and I, as punishment for Josh not inviting us on this trip, Ben kind of teased it earlier. Uh, we, we will be overlapping on a Disneyland trip this summer, and. I don't know about you, Ben. I have not exactly done a whole lot of planning because in deference to Disney World, there isn't really a whole lot of planning involved in a Disneyland trip. Uh, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I think that it's basically a situation where we can buy tickets with or without Genie Plus ahead of time. And that's pretty much the planning. There isn't much beyond a hotel room that isn't a Disney hotel that is necessary. No, we've just done the fun planning of, uh, you know. What are we gonna do? Where are we gonna eat? <clears throat> Those kind of things. But uh, to, to, we're, we're excited for the trip. It's uh, Josh. We did not plan this intentionally. It's actually quite funny where these just coincidentally overlapped on on the weekend uh, that 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 we're both gonna be there. Um, my wife and youngest sure, are sure. gonna go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, my my wife and my youngest are going on an Alaskan cruise uh, for a week with her uh, with my mother in law. Oh, well, I gotta be honest. I'd rather be, be going. On, I'd rather be going on the Alaskan cruise, and nothing against Disneyland. I love Disneyland. Yeah, but well, I would stay tuned for Alaskan a bunch cruise. of pictures from me with Ben's wife. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Uh, I would too, but uh, with the, with us doing a long trip in June and a possible long trip in November, and my oldest trying to make the volleyball team in high school, we couldn't afford. We we couldn't. The two of us couldn't do another. You know, uh, an Alaskan cruise out of Seattle is a ten day trip. Once you factor in travel time and all that stuff to go along with it, so we could we just couldn't do it. But what we could do was get away for a long weekend uh, to head out to to Disneyland. So that was our counter. Is we'll leave late on a Thursday night, do the parks Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and get back Monday morning. So uh, I just I, I remember Tim saying y'all were planning on going out there. So when Lisa was putting this together and putting together what week they were going on their cruise. Uh, I just threw it out to Tim and said, hey, I'm going to Disneyland this weekend. And Tim was like, oh, yeah, I'll be there, too. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was fun. It worked out. It works out perfect. We're going to 
record some uh, shows from there. Uh, We're going to ride the people mover together, right? <laughs> We're going to ride the people mover. TTA talk is coming back. Uh, Ricky does not own that IP. He didn't sell it uh, in the Inside the Magic cell. I, I uh, came up with that concept, so it's my intellectual property, so I'll bring it back. No, no uh, I do think we need to record something from the Swinging Godulas, though, on uh, the Ferris wheel. I think that could be uh, that, that would humorous. be pretty good. I was going to suggest <laughs> that we try to do it on the Matterhorn, even though I have no intention or no desire to ever ride the Matterhorn again. Yep. I, I learned today at, uh, at our physical that my oldest daughter is going to be tall enough to ride a lot more fun things, and uh, I imagine that she will see the Matterhorn and insist upon it. And yep. Yeah, so it's it's in my future, unfortunately, unless I can subject uh, somebody else Dude, to go on with her. But nothing I think is better than an aero coaster to make sure your body is bolted together properly. Oh, it's so awful. <laughs> we we could ask for our own private boat on Storybook Land Canal boats and That's a good uh, idea. <laughs> record an episode while they're telling us the uh, story of all the uh, fairy tales while we're going around. You have the gondolier that's just looking at us. We got two heads. Hey, can you keep it down back there, please? Sir? Stop gondoliering at me. <laughs> but yeah, let's come in. Because uh, leering mid. is like a look. <laughs> I do want to. I do want a lady in the tramp a chimichanga with you. Thanks. Mm. That means so much. <laughs> do they even have the uh, the chimichanga stand in DCA anymore? Or is that all San Francisco? Uh, stuff now. Well, I don't. That's blasphemous to have one even in DCA. You got to have it over. Uh, you got to have Frontierland. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. have it over that way. Just so. stop messing around and lady and tramp a hot dog with them. <laughs> Corn dog. Come on, Josh. Well, have you yeah. have you seen the uh, <laughs> the hot dogs at the Daisy Cafe in the new Toontown? You absolutely could do that. So no, I haven't that's, actually. Yeah, they're they're like foot long hot dogs. The 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 real thick hot dog, but it's on a regular bun, so it extends way off on the sides. I don't like footlong hot dogs. I think they create unrealistic expectations. <laughs> you know how uh, people always criticize me for never getting to the actual point of the show? Uh, we're, this is going to be an example of that. So there was a commercial that played on like uh, WEI or WRKO, whatever the Red Sox broadcast network was in the late 80s. And it was featuring Dwight WKRP. Evans. As, as WKRP, it was when they were in Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> so, Dwight Evans is a former right fielder for the Red Sox for like uh, 15 years. And uh, not a good actor, Dwight Evans, but he did an ad for some hot dog company. And I remember distinctly, the I love these, let's call them Frank's hot dogs. Frank's hot dogs, because there's an extra bite on each side. And he said it like monotone. <laughs> and it was so remarkably awkward that I just loved it. So, anyway. I'm singing the WKRP theme song at the end of the show, aren't I? Yeah, you, yeah. You've already WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> Maybe a duet. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so Can I be Lonnie bear, Anderson? Bearing the lead here, yeah. I want to go back to September of 2022 at the D23 Expo, when a Parks <laughs> and Resorts presentation scheduled for an hour and a half, uh, during which Disney brought out John Favreau, Mark Ruffalo, and the head of the animation studio, Jennifer Lee, to announce three meet and greets and a land in Disney's Animal Kingdom that has already been canceled. Oh. <laughs> Fast forward to two days ago, and Universal has responded to that, <laughs> that event. <laughs> Uh, I think all credit in the world goes to Alicia Stella for continuing to be spot on about everything. And she has already revealed pretty much everything that was revealed a couple of days ago. But uh, it's still Goodbye. very show. it's still very exciting to see official news on this. Yep. And uh, I'll, I'll push it over to the two of you guys to just kind of talk about it. Well, I think we have to start with Bruce Vaughn's comment. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. mean, we, we were joking about it in our, in our private chat, but I mean, I, I just think that it can't go unmentioned. The, the idea that, that Disney Imagineering is making any sort of bravado filled statement about challenging Universal to challenge them is absurd. Ben, you want to actually say what the comment was? Yeah, so this was nine years ago, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah, if I have ahead. it in front of me at the moment. I, I can, uh, sorry, I can paraphrase. You got it? Yeah. yeah. Bring it so on, the, wasn't it? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the gist of it exactly. was, because I was, I was actually in the panel that this happened. So this was at a D23 event in 2013, after Harry Potter had opened, and at a D23 event where they were not making any park announcements, that they had a Q&A session with a bunch of Imagineers, which included Bruce Vaughn, and he was asked what Disney is doing to respond to Harry Potter in Florida, and he basically said, bring it on. Well, it's been well, brought. Yeah, in. brought on. Yeah. <laughs> that was the fuck around phase. The find out phase is now upon <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had several, I had several friends. You know, some are pretty diehard theme park fans, but they're diehard Disney fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, not big Universal people at all. In like. The comments I was getting on separate texts yesterday was like, is, is Disney scared to death right now? Is Disney all worried about this? And I was like, they've known about this shit for six years. Yeah. They, they, they haven't yeah. done anything about it by now. I don't know what they're thinking. But, you know, they've had every opportunity to respond in, in, in any way. It's none of this stuff is a surprise to any of us who have been following the news. Uh, but now that it's like tangible and we've seen it and the new concept art, if they pull off what they showed yesterday, we're looking at. I mean, this could be the most popular theme park outside the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Uh, they're, they're opening with a massive ride count for a for a new theme park, especially considered you know based on Disney standards. And they're opening. My count with- is eleven. Did you? Uh, I don't know if you got an actual ride count, but I went through and yes. What What is yeah. the studio's ride count today? Uh, Eight. Uh, Hollywood <laughs> Studios nine. Yeah. Nine. Animal yeah. Kingdom seven and a half. If you count the train, I'm not a mathematician. Can you confirm for me that eleven is in fact more than nine? <laughs> I'm an accountant, yeah, but it's not tax season, so I cannot. <laughs> and are you counting all the shows and like the 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 you are counting the How to Train and Your Dragon not show? All of us consider singalongs to be attractions, <laughs> but hey. they are Disney <laughs> <not does>. rights. <laughs> Disney definitely considers it. <laughs> By no I'm means kidding. am I agreeing with this sentiment, but. When Islands of Adventure opened, Disney also kind of had responses at the ready, but didn't actually press the green light on them. Mm -hmm. But Islands of Adventure kind of fizzled. Call it what it is. And that opened with 10 attractions, Mm -hmm. most notably Spider-Man. But Mm -hmm. it had a couple of – it had a few roller coasters and world-class roller coasters at that with Doctor Doom and uh, Dragon Challenge. It also had – Pretty darn good ride in Jurassic Park River Adventure, but one that's the one that had been open on the other coasts for a little while. So you're opening a tentpole attraction in a new theme park that's been open that many people have been on for a while. So I, I get what you're saying, but it, the the park needed uh, it didn't I'm wrong, open. Actually, it, opened, it, it opened with eleven. I I, uh, I miscounted, but yes. But islands, so I know islands, I can't count. islands didn't open with the number of attractions. Uh, I'm sorry, not the number of attractions, the level of attractions that this park's oh, opening with. Yeah, so this is, a, this is a game changer. We're looking at the uh, the attraction lineup here, and they only announced really two rides yeah. here, but I, Starfall Racers is is a single ride in as much as Dragon Challenge was a single ride. So you have that, you have a carousel is, is what they announced. But the other things that Alicia has talked about, in Nintendo, you have the Mario Kart ride, the Yoshi Dark Ride and Donkey Kong. I'm going to be honest. I think that's going to be the weakest land. 
Uh, looking at the rest of the par- uh, the park, I think that's going to end up being the weakest land and will probably be the most crowded. But the How to Train Your Dragon Land, Ben sent a video of – was it from uh, – where, where was that uh, video from for the uh, – uh, one, one, one of the – one, One of the, the overseas eight, parks yeah. <laughs> from has, Universal. has a stunt show-esque thing that's going to be mirrored or at least closely mirrored as part of the How to Train Your Dragon Land, as well as a Skyfly ride, which is a flat ride. It's not anything earth-shattering, but a boat ride and a coaster in the How to Train Your Dragon Land, which I think people are sleeping on. Uh, the Dark Universe section has what I'm most excited about, which is the Frankenstein Manor Cooker Arm ride. Yep. And they started testing the family spinning coaster within the last few days as well that has a unique element in a, in a swing launch. And I don't think it's going to be big people eater, but again, it's something. Mm-hmm. And the Ministry of Magic is going to have a Harry Potter dark ride, which we know no matter what will be remarkably popular. So And a, and a show. Yeah, and, and a show. So I think – Yes, the the park is coaster heavy. You can make that argument, as was Islands of Adventure at the outset. But in deference to Islands of Adventure that only really had like the one, one and a half uh, great dark rides and Spider-Man, and I'll give them a half credit for Jurassic Park River Adventure. On paper, this is looking like it's going to have probably three great dark rides or two and a half, depending on your opinion on Mario Kart. (laughs) There's a lot of interesting things here and a lot of unique things here. That we haven't seen in Central Florida. Is the Mario Kart attraction? Is it, is it the same kind of VR thing that we've seen before? More yeah. or less, yeah. yeah and, yeah. and I, I think that land's going to be insanely popular. And the thing, the thing I had, my biggest complaint about the Mario Kart ride was what well, I, I mm-hmm. didn't love the VR on it. I, but I honestly, I rode it one I mean, time. Uh, and the reason I rode it one is time a major is major component of the ride, though. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's a three-hour wait in Hollywood because there's not much else to do. In a park this large with, with these lands, with other things to do, if that three-hour wait becomes like a 45-minute hour – a 45-minute wait. That's fair. And you're getting yeah. to ride it over and over and actually get good at the system, get used to the the uh, the VR in it, it might pop that one up. But it, it's not the worst ride I've ever been on by any means. I honestly <laughs> think if I, if I took the goggles off and just rode it as a typical Fantasyland dark ride, I actually think I would enjoy it more and I think it would be pretty fun. Uh, but where the balance for me threw it off in my initial review of it was there's no way this thing's worth a three hour wait. Is it worth a 45 to 60 minute wait? Absolutely. Like yeah. it, it is cool enough for that kind of stuff. But, and I think the Donkey Kong ride, I can't wait to see how that thing ends up. And, and I'm hoping it has some pretty decent dark ride scenes inside of it. Uh, we'll get to see from the, the Japan park first, uh, when that opens, I'm not too thrilled with like the dark ride scenes on the Yoshi ride. I think it's pretty much yeah, a, a waste. Kind of a it's a waste meh. of attraction. So I'm hoping we're not getting that same level uh, on, on Donkey Kong. But if we're getting some cool indoor dark ride scenes to go along with a new uh, ride concept that we've never seen before, uh, I've got high high hopes for this area. But the the one thing I can't complain about in Hollywood is the theming there. Like the land itself is amazing. Like it's just well designed. The stuff to do. There's stuff moving around all the time. The kinetic energy is crazy, and we're getting the largest version of any right. Super Nintendo Land in the world. So the again, the complaint in Hollywood is it's it's great, but it's so small. 
spread that thing out over to the size that we're going to get at Epic Universe, and I think we're going to get the perfect version of a Super Nintendo Land. Uh, Let's hope so. And, yeah. and the one thing we haven't even talked about, this thing's opening with 11 attractions with multiple expansion pads that it looks like they're ready to move on. Ready to go. Almost immediately. So, I mean, they did that in Islands of Adventure. Yeah. They opened, I think, two more attractions within a year and a half. And granted, there was like a kitty roller coaster in the Unicorn attraction and then Storm Force Accelotron, but it's still adding to the ride count that well, is th- already higher than three of the four Disney parks. And if we're getting a dark ride Luigi's Mansion, like the rumor that's out there right now, that's that's a fantastic attraction to go on and build an extra expansion into that Completely. world with. So I can't, I mean, I got super high hopes for this area, but I have super high hopes for all four, all five of these lands. Um, one thing I will say, we, we, we say they're opening with 11 attractions. I would put an asterisk next to that because okay. Starfall Racers is two separate coasters. Right. Uh, I think Tim qualified that properly. It's it's Dragon Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even Dragon, I mean, this one seems if you base, I uh, there's some pretty cool uh, roller coaster, whatever. What what's the uh, video game where people can design their coasters, coaster, whatever, coaster, (laughs) coaster, roller coaster, (laughs) planet, planet roller coaster, where they've done the layouts. No, Jim, (laughs) Zoo Tycoon, the Um, AOLs, exactly, perfect. How are the churros selling in 2064, Tim? Um, I'm doing great. Space churros. So yeah, I mean that one is one that you're you're gonna want to ride both tracks, and so you're gonna wait in line twice to do it. And so I, I don't know. The, I I'd really like the one line that they used in the video yesterday they put out though of the Celestial Park being where they put the park back in theme park. Um, the greenery of that, the way it just kind of sprawls across the entire length of the property from the entrance to the hotel at the back. If it comes off 80% of what the concept art is, we're looking at just a really, really beautiful, cool land that's not based on any IP that, you know, we don't see in theme parks much these days at all anymore. It's a different take design-wise on the hub and spoke approach to building a theme park as well, which mm-hmm. is interesting to see how it'll shake out to see if they hold true to that, where you have to go through the hub to enter and exit every land, or if they realize that the connections between the lands are necessary. But I think the we've heard from the outset here that the idea is to be able to sell a single land to a corporate group and yeah. cut it off. And some other things that are that were not mentioned here, nor do I think they're going to be mentioned in much until we get close to opening day. My expectation is that as if they are to restrict access to a land, that it's going to be all done through facial recognition. It's going uh-huh. to be all done relatively seamlessly where you're not going to really have like, all right, do you have the proper – proper ticket media to go through here. You're just going to be told no uh, at the end, at the entrance to it. And there is also some speculation that that main celestial park area was going to be open to everybody after a certain time of the day. And it's only going to be the, the various lands that would have a need for guest entrance and a ticket media. So, so all of that I thought was interesting. In light of what you just said and, and the, the concept art and all of the discussion I've seen about this park. The one thing that struck me pretty hard is it it seems like universal is doing a really good job of learning from what Disney has done. Right. 
much more so than it seems like Disney is learning from Universal. <laughs> you know, and that's that to me, when I look at the trend line of what I think these two parks are going to look like, or these two companies, you know, collection of parks are going to look like over the next decade. It's hard not to bet on Universal's horse right now, if you're me. Mm-hmm. I think at some point, probably within the last three to five years, the powers that be at Universal decided to stop caring what Disney's doing. And yeah, it's a very power move. And going back to the origins of those parks, they were always second fiddle. And once they 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 weren't waiting for Disney to play the theme park wars game, they just went and build things and build and build them quickly and as build what they thought was cool i mean it's it's true art you know it's not uh pandering to anyone it's just trying to do what you think is the best thing you can do and don't get me wrong they've missed on philosophy they've absolutely missed on stuff but you're gonna if you're you're not failing you're not innovating i mean that's not my quote but are you about to bring up fast and the furious they have had those trends of Jimmy Fallon. you know heavy heavy screen based stuff like like the Jimmy Fallon attraction but at the same time when they're going back and forth between the two parks and basically adding a new attraction every year alternating the parks then if those misses are there all right well 2 years ago you built something whereas the animal kingdom is still living off of pandora and pandora is great Absolutely but great, but that new. park needs a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's no longer yep. new, though. It opened seven mm-hmm. years ago. So all of that mm-hmm. is reflective of the fact, and actually that goes to something that we uh, we were talking about before the show, that Disney is now back into a position where they have to respond. And they've danced around it. They uh, lost a step in their pissing match with DeSantis uh, yesterday or the day before. And... I don't know that any of that really matters in how they're actually investing money, but it seems that there is a shift in mindset where they may pour more money into Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom instead of the Animal Kingdom, instead of Epcot. And I recognize that they just did a major overhaul for Epcot, but it doesn't mean the park isn't lacking. And Animal Kingdom has seven rides. So the crazy part is I we actually might live in a world – where Universal responds to Epic Universe before Disney responds to Epic Universe. We, I think we that's probably even, fair to say. We yeah. haven't even talked about the DreamWorks Kids Land going right. in. Uh, that that that's going to open here soon, uh, and they could announce Pokemon taking over Simpsons and yep. Zelda taking over Lost Continent before Disney says a damn thing about Beyond Big Thunder or any of that stuff that they've teased us with. Is that's. That's hey, very realistic. Mind blowing. Yeah, as, as a new sports fan, one thing that I've learned is that you know, <laughs> when you Lord. get ahead of steam under you, it, it can lead to you being unstoppable for some time. You, you know, and I think that you've got a Disney. I don't think that it's a stretch to say that there are very smart people that are working for both companies. Mm-hmm. But number one, I think that the the talent at Universal is less hamstrung by bureaucracy and red tape. And number two, Money. I think there are 40,000 people there too, making the decisions. There's like a dozen. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, no beautiful creation has ever come from a committee. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time they have a success, 
that's going to give them confidence. And, you know, every time they have a Jimmy Fallon experience where it's maybe not a, it's, it's not a home run, but they still learn something from it and their management doesn't punish them and Photoshop them out of photographs. Yeah. Like that also gives a sort of confidence because it, it, it allows them to be, to do what creative people need to do, which is experiment and try things. And I don't care how good you are. No one bats a thousand. So right. by, by having this corporate culture where these people are allowed to, uh, you know, celebrate their successes, but also, you know, survive their mistakes and take what they learn from them in order to build something new. I, I think over the long term, that that's how you get something cool. And we look at just the time that the three of us have been podcasting together, and certainly the time that Tim and I have been friends and talking. Y- you've seen it. You know, go back to when Tim and I had our first conversation. Look what Universal was and what Disney was. Universal has come light Universal years ahead. Universal was ordering on bankruptcy before Comcast uh, swooped Comcast in. Comcast built the unsung hero of this before whole thing, they, Before honestly. they built uh, uh, Harry Potter. I mean – we we started our what if episodes and we will ultimately do one about Harry Potter and Universal but that that changed that resort and changed yeah. the mindset in central florida and around the world forever about you know the use of ip and all that stuff but let's i actually want to focus on that as well because you have to go back to 2006 uh the last time that disney added a new ride that didn't involve ip Universal just announced this week that they're adding two of them, and they have done others since then. They have, uh, within that time frame, they opened and closed Disaster, the uh, the Dwayne Johnson thing. And granted, that was a remake of Dwayne Johnson experience. (laughs) (laughs) It was that was a great attraction uh, as an overlay to uh, a a better earthquake attraction. In deference to what you witnessed a couple weeks ago, but um, and Disney (laughs) has done versions of existing attractions like Soarin' Over over the World, or Soarin' Around the World, instead of Soarin' Over California. But in terms of a new build, Universal is doing something that Disney hasn't done in 18 years, which is build something stateside uh, that doesn't involve intellectual property or movie-based stuff. But Ben just kind of glossed over rather quickly Pokemon and Zelda, Pokemon especially, I don't know that it's necessarily any of our jam. Ben, you may know a little bit more about it than Josh or myself. But even if they build something that's like mediocre, the quality of the Simpsons attraction that's there currently, Pokemon is so major uh, Mm -hmm. and such a big draw that that will be the way to prevent the cannibalization of Epic Universe to the other two parks. And that's something that they're already planning for. They've yeah. got – Disney did this to a certain extent in 1998, 1999 when Animal Kingdom opened or in like 89, 90 when MGM opened. They added Norway and the Wonders of Life Pavilion to Epcot as a means of like trying to spread out the love. And then around the opening of Animal Kingdom, I think the uh, test track was one thing. Um Maybe Rock and Roller Coaster was was mm-hmm. something around that time frame. I think David Copper, Copperfield's Magical Underground was supposed to be something around that time frame. But there, it's not unprecedented that companies try to prevent that cannibalization. But I think Universal is going at it with uh, some pretty big guns with something like Pokemon and Zelda as a means of combating their own yeah. future success. Well, and especially based on... Some of the reporting that's out there, again, Alicia, with a lot of it, uh, you know, they're putting in the Pokemon ride in Japan, uh, taking the place of the Spider-Man attraction. Yep. And from from what it looks like, the 
<laughs> thank God the Back to the Future ride system would finally be taken down. <laughs> yeah, that's There's a rough nothing ride I enjoy. I well, and just waiting in line for that, the the load for that thing is miserable, in my opinion. Yeah, I hate it. So, um, it's not just you know retheming attractions or new overlays. <laughs> It's new ride systems. The the one for Zelda that's rumored is a brand new, never before seen boat ride concept that again is is stuff that when it opens, any theme park fan would be just even if you don't like the property, you'd be like, I've got to go see what this is like. I have to go test this. I gotta go try it. Uh not and, and that's not to mention that it's building off of two properties that have just had decades and decades uh of fandom built behind them. So they know what they're doing right now. <laughs> they they know the IPs to build around. And um, again, Disney just, I, I don't know what they're waiting on. I don't know the reason why they're waiting on it. We all know what they need to do. And it'll be interesting. You know, this is a D23 year. I, I'm wondering what Tim's going to yell at at any random <laughs> Imagineer as he passes by him to insult him uh, this time. But I take you full know, credit for Tropical America's taking <laughs> over what was there. That was 100% but, my yelling at Chris Beatty five minutes after his presentation. They <laughs> absolutely – they can't – we said it for, what, the last two D23s yeah. <laughs> that they can't do what they've done. And they can't go into this one with the real competition that is going to be opening, you know, what, maybe six to eight months. That was another thing we haven't touched on is they now – it now does not say summer – uh, yeah. 2025. It just says 2025. <laughs> they're opening that, it in January. <laughs> they could at the rate they're going. That I, I think mean, a lot of people the, were like, the "Time frame that Universal works on is like, <laughs> yeah. a miracle compared to Disney World." I saw so, I saw a couple posts that were like, you know, oh, it's already delayed. It's behind schedule. I'm like, no, bro. Uh, <laughs> taking summer off of that definitely could mean spring <laughs> as well. The way they build stuff out there. So here, here, uh, let's throw this out there. And I don't, I don't think that. It's going to open before Tiana's Bayou Adventure. But how hilarious would it be It'd if be it funny. did? be funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Tiana's I, is supposed I, to open this the, summer. The, but. The, two, the two hotels might. The, yeah. there's, there's the two satellite hotels that are taking bookings. Uh, well, I think they're open now, but the, 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 opening, the open window for those bookings are January 2025 to start taking people in. So that absolutely could – they could open two brand new hotels – before a uh, re-themed Splash Mountain opens. So, Ben, you cited the upcoming D23 Expo, and could they really miss the mark again? So you can you can blame me for all of this, because things that I love just get effed with. And I <laughs> looked at uh, the Red Sox the last couple of years and them changing leadership in the baseball operations department, thinking, hey, maybe they'll actually spend some shekels on the team. Nope. And no, just a week and a half ago, they said, yeah, we're cutting payroll. And this is one of the historically top spending organizations in baseball. Measuring spending in shekels is a very Yankees move. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only assume that, the, that Disney will follow suit and not respond, not have anything in the pipeline for the next six to six to ten years. And this is going to be the early days of the Iger administration all over again, mm-hmm. where the only thing added in the first six years was like New Fantasyland. And that was only at the end of that first six-year window. So, Well, I did like how they dropped a video of – what's his name? Uh, Joe from Soul, the piano player, as a new – I guess he's playing the piano at the new Pixar Hotel at Disneyland. Okay. 
they dropped that video on social media yesterday about an hour after the Epic Universe <laughs> video dropped. And it's like, them. you guys are so tone deaf with this stuff, guys. Like, that's that. I know you're excited about it. It's neat. But on a day that, you know, that's being announced and, and knowing the complaints that comes from your fandom about how they just yeah. throw out their random character meet and greets that again, he's, he might be there for a week. That's the other fun part um, with their current meet and greet schedule, especially at Disneyland that the guy shows up for three days and then it's gone forever. So yeah, they're just tone deaf in that company right now. And uh, they've we been talk tone about, deaf for a while. <laughs> yeah. We, we talk <laughs> about, trop- we talk about tropical Americas though. And it's like, again, this, the company has got to realize at some point, especially with the current wait times over this last uh, holiday break and all this stuff that they're they're not adding capacity. That's the problem here. No. They're doing they're doing overlays. They're taking they're taking away dinosaur. Give you Indiana Jones. That's not the answer for Animal Kingdom. We need more. You need to that do. plus at least two more attractions. Yeah, and and what was it to to get to the eleven ride count? Somebody did the math on it where it's like every park needs like literally two more attractions each to even start getting into the vicinity of what universal is going to be rolling out there with their three parks when this opens. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, Epcot's at 11, three, Magic three at 20 something, but yeah. 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 They, but, I don't want to get there and they'll be like, we're yes. Journey into imagination needs to be gutted and, and done new. It does, but we also need a new country in, in Epcot with an attraction. We need, uh, we need more stuff to go along with the things that need to be updated and, and advanced down the line. We can look at 2016 to really 2016 to say 2021, maybe maybe go 2016 to 2022, 23. But there was significant building by Disney during that time frame, but there was not significant building in the 10 years prior. So really, you're you're playing catch up at that point. And I suspect that that's going to be the game that they'll have to play again here. And as long as Universal keeps on pushing things, we've seen it. Again, post-COVID, definitely Universal Parks uh, passed Disney Parks in attendance with the exception of the Magic Kingdom. You're going to continue to see that because people will vote with their wallets. Uh, I think it's a little surprising, maybe intriguing, maybe I'm just kind of got wishful thinking here, that Disney has not announced what the evolution of Genie Plus is going to be, that maybe they actually are paying attention and thinking that... They're studying Parton Plus a little more to see. Um, <laughs> looking at Parton Plus, but... That is like battered spouse syndrome in action right there. Like, believe <laughs> I know you're absolutely correct. You're, you're 100% <laughs> correct. Uh, I'm, I'm grasping at straws that the Red Sox are going to sign Jorge Soler. So, like, he he doesn't is, mean it. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, you're, you're talking about the actual announcements and the and the, the the movement here, and what Disney would potentially respond with. There is an expectation that as part of Mardi Gras celebration uh, next month, or when this is coming out, February this month, Disney is going to have more information on Tiana's. But the way that Universal is structuring these announcements, first off, they put out like ten minutes of video. And in that 10 minutes of video, they revealed more than Disney has in mm-hmm. any of their D23 events over the last yeah. three years. I, yep. I, this was uh, the top item on my list I wanted to talk about is the How difference between – And just and the look at the concept art. We've joked so many times about Disney concept art working like a Rorschach test. Yep. Whereas you look at the Universal stuff and it's like, okay, this is what they're going to build. Like you could, you could give this to a construction company and say, go build that. And the I think Celestial that kind Park of, flyover is is fantastic and looks uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
you have to have an actionable plan if you want to bring your plan into action, right? I mean, you can't, it's like the Imagineering team's design is to conjure up in their brain what it is that construction workers are supposed to build, but they don't yeah. do it. It's like had that last mile has been missing for so long at Disney Imagineering that it's no wonder it takes them. I mean, it takes them what seven years to build a duplicate of an attraction that they'd already created once before. So how in the world can you expect them to come up with something out of whole cloth? In fairness, though, it's a really long ride. It's like forty-five seconds. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's not going to be that difficult. I assume over the next few months that Universal is going to share similar videos of the other four lands. And whether they stagger it, you know, every few months, whether they do, you know, every few weeks, I don't know how the uh, the structure is lined up, but it's not going to be that difficult for Disney to drop information on Tiana's and Universal say, all right, this is the day that we go over the new Harry Potter world. And uh, Harry Potter did a little bit better in the box office than Princess and the Frog. Just throwing that out there, that it's going to make – Disney's news, uh, back page news almost immediately. So when you have nothing to announce, that's when you have the all sizzle, no steak type announcements like they had in September of 2022, where you yep. hype up meet and greets. And uh-huh. Universal's hyping up and actually really not really hyping up at all. They're downplaying building an entirely new land or new, new park rather. And we need to start the show over because I just did the ride count. We're actually at 13 attractions opening at um, I, at Epic Universe. And that's not counting the water fountain show. That's going to be their nighttime. They're going to do water fountain stuff during the day. And then their nighttime spectacular built around it. So well, you well, let's f- go. Let's go over the count. So okay. C- Celestial Park, two rides. Two rides. Counting, uh, Starfall Racers as yep. um, single attraction. Ministry of Magic, as far as I know, is a single ride and a show. Is that and correct? Show. Yep. Dark Universe, you have the Family Spinning Coaster and the Kuka Arm Ride, so that's two right there, right? Yep, yep so we're at six. Nintendo is three. Mario Kart, Yoshi, Donkey Kong? Yep. So that's, uh, and then How to Train Your Dragon, Skyfly Ride, Boat Ride, and Coaster? And Show. Okay, but still three three rides there. Three so we're ride, at but four, four, 13 attractions total. Uh, 11 by my count. <laughs> yeah, but but inter- I'm not counting shows as rides. I'm counting. Yeah, I'm counting. I'm counting them as tracks. Okay. And, and okay. I mean that <laughs> that freaking show at, at at How to Train Your Dragon. That could be the most popular thing in the park. <laughs> we, I mean, we have what's what, the we best have, uh, aside from the tram tour? What's the best thing over in Hollywood? The Waterworld show, right? The Waterworld show. But even look at you know at DCA. <laughs> how long? How long was Aladdin? Aladdin was the go to attraction at DCA for yeah. a long time. It was and, the best thing in that park. <laughs> yeah, and this this dragon show is open overseas. You can go watch videos, and it's amazing. Like they, it's a freaking amazing show. So, um, yeah, the only one I have a question about is the Harry Potter one, and <laughs> the, the, I, I hard to think they're going to make that thing, you know, <laughs> not really cool as well. So, knowing how that rabbit of an audience is with them, if something you know is really bad, so yeah, it's they got a lot going for them, man. The again, as we infer things in Universal, because they only leave breadcrumbs, and I think we've all right. The fan in us wants to see everything ahead of time, but the approach that Universal takes of under promising and over delivering is clearly better. Clearly, it's the wisdom. Yes, the um, 
the critiques uh, of the little bit of information we have about the Ministry of Magic section are that it's supposed to be 1920s Paris and then Harry Potter era uh, London. So you've got about a 70 year gap there. And how do you actually do that? So it's not that difficult in universe to make those leaps. And there's some uh, well, <laughs> Harry Potter canon canonites. Let's go with that. Harry Potter <laughs> canonites that are saying the time turner can only go back in time. It can't go forward in time. So how are you going to logically do this? But when you've got a universe where magic is real yeah. and uh, manipulating time is real, time and space is it, real, it shouldn't be that difficult to leap. It'll be interesting, like, if they actually make references to 1920s Paris, though, uh, in the area, because, yeah, or it's you just know, the if, you, if you've been to Paris and you walk around the streets like that, all that construction happened, it didn't happen, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, Wait, look, so Epcot could, spent four years with a bulldozer sitting in the middle of future worlds. So <laughs> I think that we have to open our minds to how much people are willing to I, tolerate I, at this point. I did like in our chat, somebody kind of took a shot at Universal, because in the video, they do reference three attractions in Celestial Park with one being the splash pad area. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so somebody, somebody laughed and goes, oh, Universal's counting a splash pad as a, uh, a theme park attraction. And I was like, yeah, welcome to uh, Moana, yeah. World of Water. Yeah, this, <laughs> is very, <laughs> this is a very glass house moment here. Yeah. Advertised <laughs> as an <Be> attraction <laughs> for two years. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they sold posters for Journey of Water on their website. But did they sell and, t-shirts and could I get one? And honestly, there, there were so many things in that video that were like little shots at Disney. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me that if Universal had no intention to call that an attraction until Disney spent all that time calling Journey of Water an attraction, be like, well, shit, we have our own water play pad uh, attraction as well. So <laughs> you actually said something in there, and I don't know if you guys caught this in the video, but Mark Woodbury mentions that you can now spend a week at Universal, which I yep. thought was a yep. very interesting and very deliberate thing. Oh, yep. Do you there. remember when the conversation was whether Universal was a one a, a full day park and now it's yeah. you know a full week? I mean that is a that's not a shot across the bow. I, that's that's where you just sunk your battleship. I've yeah. done a couple four day you know w with just the two parks uh, and not going to Disney at all. Fly out there, go to the parks for four days and and fly home and had a fantastic time. So yes, a theme park like this, I I could easily see adding two more days. You're at six seven days, no problem. So let's uh, let's take a step back. We know, even though Universal hasn't officially announced it, I think Alicia has proven her worth, and that has been my source for 100% of information on this. What is it that each of you are most excited about for this? And take Dark aside like just the walking into a brand new park, because that in itself is yeah. awesome. So but for me, I'm going to go first, because I know Ben's going to have a more thoughtful answer, <laughs> and, and you're going to be very disappointed in mine. But, but for me – Theme parks have always been the environment and the aggregate. And I think that's why I'm a huge Epcot fan. I think that's why I appreciate Animal Kingdom the way that I do. Um, I love attractions. Don't get me wrong. But but for me, like going to a cool looking place to hang out with my wife, that's what I really like. And for, for to me, when I saw that fly through, I'm like, yeah, this is a place I want to go spend time. I mean, it is a world and it's a world I want to hang out in. So for me, that that is it. And uh, we're kind of a house divided here because I like roller coasters. My wife can't stand them. So I'm going to have to travel with one of you guys or Gary or, you know, the people that You'd I usually call when I want to go on a vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stole my joke. <laughs> you bastard. Um, yeah, but for me, that's just just the fact that the to me, it's just, it's progress. It's a new entrant into this field that I've always progress, been interested in since a kid. 
It's uh, it, it, for anyone who doesn't think that competition is an amazing thing, like go to central Florida, like look at what has happened there in the last 15 years. It's remarkable. Yep. And we're about to see the next chapter of that. And I, I don't doubt that as much as I'm frustrated with Disney and their <laughs> seeming a higher level of interest in politics than in creating a good <laughs> theme park these days, I don't doubt that on an infinite time scale, there will be a response to this and that will be responded to. And when you Might just project decade, this out in yeah. the future, it's going to be awesome. And mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The thing I'm most looking forward to uh, with this new park opening is going through all the lands and the new attractions that Disney's going to open in uh, response to it. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> no. Uh, wait, wait to fucking stick it to universe. <laughs> I'm looking most forward to Journey of Water. The favorite thing about the, this punch is seeing them get punched back. <laughs> uh, mine is hands down – Dark Universe and the Frankenstein ride. I cannot wait for this thing. Um, I love the Kuka Arm ride system. I love uh, Forbidden Journey. Uh, you know, it's known on this show that I can ride that more than one time, uh, more than once. Unlike <laughs> some people on this show, uh, I can't wait to see the next level of that uh, and the stuff that's been described in there. The technology that they're using, the blending of uh, audio animatronics, set pieces, and screens. I can't wait to see how they pull this thing off. Um, I the, That entire land, I could see myself just spending hours in. The, everything about that land, I think, is so cool. I, I don't disagree. That's one In terms of like rides, that and the Ministry of Magic ride are what, what had me most intrigued. For me, I actually want to see logistically how the various like hubbed lands work. Mm -hmm. How how if it becomes problematic because then it's going to be how quickly can they adapt yeah. and, and make, and make the connection work. Or if that becomes the new norm, because so universal has been the trendsetter over the last yeah. 12 years on how to structure things like that, that would like singular IP lands, et cetera. Does Disney do the same thing? Do they do that with a villain's land where it's one entry in one entry out instead of trying to connect it from Thunder Mountain all the way over to Haunted Mansion. Like th there are some learning things that they could, there are things they could learn from this. I also hope that people won't, if they make changes jump to say, Oh, they screwed it up because I mean, even going back to 1955 in Disneyland, there's stories about how, you know, Imagineers said, we've got guests that are trampling through this flower bed. Yeah. How do yeah. we stop them? And Walt's like, no, that's you where they need to go. Path. So you put a path there. Right. So I think there's going to be the ability – maybe ChatGPT solves this. I don't know. But I, I suspect <laughs> that you're not going to be able to perfectly predict what the guest flows are going to be. And, and there's a big difference between a fundamental flaw in the design versus, you know, minor issues that can be resolved. So I, I still feel like there's a lot of people out there that are, that are really gunning against Universal. I think it's gotten better over time, but these people don't suck at their job. And yeah. I'm, I'm confident that we're going to get something pretty awesome out of this. Well, and I, interestingly enough, I think they've been testing this for two, two plus years already. Um, and they have a good idea of how this will work because anybody that's been out to Hollywood or to Universal Japan to get into the Super Nintendo world, yeah. you have to go through a warp tunnel. Uh, yep. It's very similar to these portals. Now, you're not getting facial recognition. You're not getting your, uh, your theme park admission checked as you're going through there. But it is funneling people through one entrance. 
Uh, the thing in Hollywood is you cannot exit through that tunnel. You do have a separate exit. You have to go okay. out and they will stop you from going there. And from what I understand, these tunnels will have the entrance and exit, uh, but they are larger than the tunnels that currently are being used uh, in the two Super Nintendo worlds now. But oddly enough, they've spent two years of seeing what it's like to funnel people through one entrance into a massively popular land. So I actually think... If the, as long as they spend this next year testing the facial recognition stuff over at the other two parks like they are currently doing and get that technology down, I think this should work pretty flawlessly by the time the you know 2025 opening of the park comes around. It's an interesting choice because we focus on this show and other Disney fans focus on this and just theme park fans in general about sight lines and blending of themes. And the Celestial Park area is deliberately designed where you kind of have a cohesive theme of each of these portals. But the idea is to not have a true like mixture of the themes but yeah. the portal is the gateway and that is the storytelling dynamic that they've gone with and that in itself is unifying to the entire park but that uh, and that's a that's one thing i was wondering how they're going to pull this off because i hope they this is the thing i hope they pull off maybe the most <laughs> uh if you look at those pictures of the portals there's berm built up on both sides of the of yeah. the portal you know are you not supposed to be able to see anything beyond the portal from Celestial Park? This is something that they tried to do at Diagon Alley. And You'll as be able we all, to see it from the coaster. There's no way to avoid the, that. The, it's the 135 coaster, co- the coaster for sure. But if you're ground level walking around Celestial Park, are are the berms going to be built up high enough to where you, you won't see Victoria Frankenstein's castle or you know whatever else in those lands? Because I hope so. I hope all that yeah. stuff is hidden from you until you go through that portal. Uh, because that's to me that's the coolest thing about Super Nintendo World. Granted, you can see it going down the escalators. It's hard to hide you know something that's at the bottom of a mountain when you're coming down the top of a mountain. But (laughs) when you go through that portal and you're at that ground level and looking up at everything in Super Nintendo World, that's the jaw-dropping moment for any guest that goes through there. There's no way you walk through that and go, that's that's amazing. So can they pull that off again? I just don't like the headache. I mean, I like coins as much as the next guy, but hey. <laughs> well, and, you know, they tried to pull that off of Diagon Alley, like I was saying, but if we all know if you get to one side of the park, you can see the dragon. Like, they, they tried it. They still it. did a pretty damn good job with that. They did though. a good job, but it's not. It, Have you been to Epcot? <laughs> yeah, I can see Tower of Terror looks like Morocco. <laughs> yeah, and everything else blends seamlessly in Epcot skyline. <laughs> yeah, nothing sticking blue, up at all. I see blue building sky. I no, 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 no. You cannot see blue. That's, <laughs> that's critical to the say, plan. I, the, the, I think they've they've had enough years of uh, they, they 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 do seem like they do a good job of learning from their mistakes, or maybe yep. it, I wouldn't even consider it a mistake, but they could be like, oh, maybe we would have done this instead of this. We could hit it in this a little bit better. I hope this is the accumulation of everything and then pulling off the perfect idea that they want to in each one of these lands because the concept to me is amazing. Like yep. I love this idea of. I don't know what's beyond this portal. Let me walk through there. And holy crap, there's this whole new world that was nothing like the world that I just came from. That stuff is the the things I love in a park like this. Yeah, yeah. you never forget your first time. I did. It was terrible. <laughs> so That's I think the, the, the takeaway is we're looking forward to see what el- seeing what else they, uh, they release. 
Uh, I'm sure that Alicia is going to go into overdrive. The other thing, too, that I'm going to give her credit for, although I would have done the exact opposite, she didn't take a victory lap after this either. Like her video immediately after this, there was no patting herself on the back. She was just kind of going over everything as as if it was another one of her videos and she just now had concept art. But uh, I think a ton of credit needs to go to Alicia and the work that she's done leading up to this official announcement. So perhaps it takes away from the delight of this and this is just more an introduction to the masses as opposed to the theme park nerds but uh, I think she deserves a ton of credit for what she's done so far there also seems like there's gonna be a lot of drinking in this park which as I get older I love that even more and more lots of bars we'll Let's see have how many lots of times bars. you can go on Starfall Racers after getting hammered actually that that was <laughs> there was one note she had on that that I thought was fantastic this or it might not have been her it might have been scott gustin there was somebody who was following up with some notes after the video came out but evidently the track at night will not be illuminated for starfall racers but the cars are so to make comets they look like comets flying through the sky which i think that's freaking awesome that'd be pretty cool it's pretty exciting time yeah it absolutely is i mean it's really cool we've gone through a lot of drought and i think we've probably expanded beyond you know, just Disney at this point, but I think at, at our core, we're all theme park enthusiasts. Are we? And the fact that something completely new <laughs> is being hatched is really exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard Disney hired the people who made the earthquake ride in Gatlinburg to <laughs> come up with their new <laughs> concepts for uh, their additions to Animal Kingdom. It will be they just saw, as stellar. They, they saw what that is the gorilla e ticket? They saw the gorilla <laughs> AA and, like, we have to have that. Get me twelve. That ride, that ride has gorillas and alligators for no reason. Let's build it. Well, I know the team that built that ride. His name is Chad, and he, is, he works for Miller High Life. So I think that uh, from an ROI perspective, Disney well, might have he's a, paid a hit on their Miller hands. High Life. He doesn't work for Miller High Life. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> That's under the table, though. So keep it on the DL. Yeah, bring go. micro wrestling to Disney Springs. <laughs> Put in the NBA experience. Do you know how little, big Spaceship Earth looks compared to a person <laughs> that's three feet tall? <laughs> oh, boy. I think we're at the point where we are uh, degenerating. So if you have any questions or topics, wait, ideas, wait, 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 wait. That didn't nope, stop done. you. That didn't stop you from recording the first. You, you didn't stop Park Cheese five minutes in the show when y'all degenerated real quick. So <laughs> I need to check why that are we stopping now? Out. No, you don't. <laughs> We we danced about uh, around uh, theme park topics. I think we we covered a good sixty seconds of theme park topics in an hour long show. If you, you like a theme, Tim. Tim joins a podcast with John Hopkins and Gary, and it's like I don't understand why we can't just go down the middle of the syllabus. Stay on focus. If you like a theme park podcast, it doesn't talk theme parks. That's the show for you. <laughs> If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycall.gmail.com. You can also follow us on X under the username at martycall. They're joining in the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. We'd also appreciate it if you rated and reviewed our show on iTunes. It helps spread the word on the show and drives all our international traffic. I actually wanted to mention something. I guess that we've seen people tell us that there are actual ads on the show that are not us. Um, if anybody's hearing ads in the show, please let us know on like Facebook or X. We're not going to look at the email. So Facebook Wait, are or are we X, generating you, revenue? And I don't even know and, about and it. We'll look into it because we're sure as hell not getting any ad revenue. <laughs> but we had a listener mention that on uh, Park Cheese, there was an ad that uh, – For Blue Chew. Uh, that sounds like Gary's work to me. <laughs> it probably is. Except I listened to the show on the Apple app and didn't hear anything. So I don't know what – 
type of uh, uh, platform this person was using. But anyway, use VPN. By the yeah. way, you want to hit Surfshark.com. Uh, offer code Marty called <laughs> underscore Josh. NordVPN. Uh, we can get that yeah. up there. Get them as a sponsor. And uh, there's a there's a pharmacy near me, like a, a a faux pharmacy near me that adds on advertises on all of my YouTube videos. So I got that as well. Uh, ben, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me for the latest and breaking theme park news on Twitter by searching at Alicia Stella. There you go. And Josh, same question. Uh, utilidoodles.com and uh, no new merchandise there. So if you've seen it, don't bother going back. There's nothing new, but I always appreciate <laughs> your support. You can find me on X under the username at Inferno Barge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Peace. I love you the most. Baby, do you ever wonder, wonder what ever became of me? I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. Got kind of tired packing and unpacking. I remember that. Town to town and up and down the dial. Maybe you and me were never meant to be. And maybe think of me every once in a while. Verse 3. Heading up that highway, leaving you behind. Hardest thing I've ever had to do. Broke my heart in two, but baby pain, no mind. Damn it, I don't even know that we're good. God, there's six verses to this. Far away from you and feeling It's getting late, my friend, my love, I miss you so. Take good care of you, I've gotta go. WKRP at Cincinnati. Lonnie Anderson's boobs. <laughs>